Aren't you glad today to be serving a living God? He's not a junior God or a little God or a minor God or just a son of God. He is the mighty God. Amen. He's the Prince of Peace, the Rose of Sharon, the Lily of the Valley. He's the star that will light up your darkest night. He's the morning star that will bring on the day, the great millennium ahead. We're looking to the Lord today and just asking Jesus to speak to us in a real and living way today and let him just reveal himself to your heart. Amen. If you don't know him, it's time to know him. We're living in the, the last hours and we're here in the last days where the promises of God are being made manifest. And I believe he'll reveal himself to us to the word today. You got a need in your life today. Why don't you just lift a hand to God and say, Lord, remember me. Don't pass me by. My goodness, all across this audience, probably in the unseen audience as well, people just reaching out to God. Many hungry hearts today, Lord. We're your children. We gather together in your name. And you promise to be here when we do that. And we know your Holy Spirit is already here. We've welcomed you. We've sung the songs of Zion. Lord, we believe that we're in the vein of your anointing today as we just step forward. Oh, God, taking authority over every spirit, everything that would be contrary to the word of God. Lord, taking dominion over it now and causing it to become subject. Lord, let the Holy Spirit now reign supreme and move in lives and hearts. Lord, you see everyone, Lord, that reached out to you today. And you know, Lord, even the feeblest heart cry. You could hear it, Lord. It's, it, our thoughts are louder in heaven than our words are on earth. And as we reached out to you, you heard us, Lord. I pray, dear God, that you will just speak to that heart today. Reveal yourself to them in a personal way. Be a personal God to each one. I ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, anoint the word today. Anoint our hearts to receive. God, let us just be anointed today anointed lips circumcised by the Holy Spirit anointed ears circumcised by the Holy Spirit to hear what the Spirit says ever need Lord among your people there are those that are seriously needy Lord there are souls that are nearest hell Lord we pray oh God today that you'll reach out to that one Lord rescue the perishing don't want let one be lost Lord we know it's the heart of God to save all so, Lord, we just extend mercy because you said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. So we extend mercy. Lord, let the hungry, the, the, the desiring, Lord, the burdened, let them come. Find that, that mercy at the foot of the cross today. I ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, direct our words straight to the point. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Maybe, my, what a wonderful time we had yesterday. And I want to thank all of you that participated in that and was a part of that. You, uh, you blessed many, and we were all blessed and enjoyed it. 
Amen. I couldn't be more proud of you and thankful to you for um, the provisions that you have provided and the facilities that you have provided and helped us to have and whatever we could have such a wonderful time together. And it was just wonderful. And I could, um, I want to just say, especially Brother Timothy, Sister Lydia, they poured out their hearts in organizing that. And I just, um, uh, just, you know, we could just see with them and all that others that participated. You know, I, I think sometimes of the unseen host and the ones that um, maybe work in the background that you never see, they're never visible. You know, so it's kind of like um, heart and lungs and liver and, you know, intestines, things you don't ever see, but they're vitally important. You know, and so that's the way it is. Every one of you are important to the body of Christ. And we want to say we appreciate you very, very much. I, I think about how often the, the brothers up in the sound booth and the security cameras and recordings and, and the overhead for the sisters there, that different ones that help, you know, how, how important you are in making this service what it is. Musicians and uh, deacons, trustees, and you, the worshiper, coming together without you. I'll tell you what, COVID showed me it's hard to preach an empty building, you know, and, and I, I really, I really love to see, um, you know, people to preach to, amen. I uh, had my first experience of that really, you know, when I was in Uganda and they asked me to preach to, on the radio and, and so they would give me a signal, you know, to start here and then, you know, it was a free uh, program so we had to break for a commercial, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you speak for a few minutes and he'd give you the signal and you had to wind down your thought and, and then and, and bring it to and then it's commercial and then pick up your thought and go again. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have to break for commercials here. <laughs> Amen. I'll take a break anytime with shouting and rejoicing and the things of God. No commercials here, okay? Amen. Other than worshiping our Lord Jesus who gave it all to us. Amen. We'll break for our sponsor right now. The Lord Jesus provided all of this for you by his grace. Amen. 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 We so love the Lord and so love you and so appreciate you. Will you turn with me to Joshua chapter 5 and, and verse 10? And let's just um, look in the things of God today. I have several scriptures I want to read, maybe... Uh, won't keep us standing long, but we stand like this, not an honor because I come out, you know that, but an honor for the, for the reading of the word of God. They did this in the book of Ezra, and when they read the law, the people stood and worshiped God. So, you know, many stand in honor to the flag and salute the flag, and we are standing here to salute the word of God and to lift it high and say it's a holy word and it's applicable for our day, for our hour. We can look in this and see, and we'll be looking at it today and see that it's prophecy and then we are the interpretation of that. So when we talk about types and fulfillment of types, that's what we're talking about. Type is, is a shadow. I wish I could show you a shadow, how, how the light, you know, comes and, and, and something gets in the way of the light. And as it's approaching, though, you know, it puts a shadow. And, 
And so the shadow is what we're reading in the Bible. It's uh, foreshadowing. As Paul said, these things are an example of things to come. And, and so he would look in there and actually pull from there things that he could see was being fulfilled in his hour. That's why we go to the Bible like we do. It's not just reading history. It's not just reading uh, something in the old text or what. No, it's a prophecy. It's a shadow because something greater was coming. You see, and it's just portraying that which is coming. You can look at the shadow and get an idea of what is promised and what's being fulfilled. So, you know, Paul would speak of this. Uh, Jesus would use parables. And Paul would say, these things were given to you for examples. And, and so uh, then he would use uh, these, uh, the things that happened in the heavens. And Moses saw was a pattern of what he built the temple on the earth. All these things that are laid in there for our understanding. Now, let's go to Joshua chapter 5 and verse 10. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover unleavened cakes and parched corn in the selfsame day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. God bless you. You can be seated. And if you will, kindly turn with me to Exodus chapter 16, and we'll read from verse 14 to just continue some of the scriptures that I want to reference today. So um, this is, of course... After they have left Egypt, now they've crossed through the Red Sea and, and uh, you know, their enemies is dead. And so here comes um, the outpouring of God's blessings. Look at verse 14, Exodus 16, 14. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, it is manna. And for they wist not what it was. It actually means, uh, what is this? You know, they didn't know what it was. This had never been seen before. And Moses said unto them, this is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. And this is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather it of every man according to his eating, and omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. And the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing left over. And he that gathered little had no lack. And they gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, let no man leave of it till the morning. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not to Moses. But some of them left of it until the morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was wroth with them. 
Skip down to verse 31 now. And the house of Israel called the name uh, thereof manna, and it was like coriander seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. And Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord commandeth, fill an omer of it to be kept for your generations, that they may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness when I brought you forth from the land of Egypt. And Moses said unto Aaron, take the pot, take a pot and put a omer full of manna therein and lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generations. And as the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. And the children of Israel did eat manna 40 years until they came to land inhabited. They did eat manna until they came unto the borders of the land of Canaan. Amen. Now, I'm going to speak to you this morning on, as you saw us in, in Joshua's account, and they had come into the Canaan's land, and there the manna ceased. I'm going to speak today on the day that manna will cease. So, you know, manna would have had to be a complete diet. It had to be full of minerals and vitamins and, you know, eating, eating on it. The Bible tells us that none would be old or feeble. Psalms 105, 37, where he records that the Egyptians were stripped and he brought them forth with um, um, silver and gold and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. So you see, they... When God brought them out, he not only brought them out, but they got back pay for the years and years of slavery. You know, I, I, I think of that a lot of times we think about coming to Christ and, oh, well, we're going to have to pay for all the sins and the problems and the, the things of our past. But actually, you know, this, this type shows you you're going to get some back pay. What the devil has taken from you, God is about to restore. And he's going to do more than that, but you're going to get the blessings, the back pay that the devil robbed of you. How many is ready for some back payback? Yeah. Amen. That, you know, things that the devil has stolen from you and taken from you that God is not about not just to restore you, but give you extra blessings. Send you back with the back pay. As the Bible said, they would leave out with the gold and silver. I mean, they stripped the Egyptians as they borrowed every man for their neighbor. But, you know, they wasn't stealing anything. They was actually getting payment for the years and years of slavery. And the blessings of God, when God gives you the blessings of Calvary, he brings it such abundance, such greatness until you, you can start expecting some paybacks. Instead of still suffering because of your past, you look back and say, no, you know, for those years that I, I've spent in slavery and in sin and darkness and whipped by the devil, I'm expecting some payback. Amen. For the blessings of God to be come upon my life, upon my home, upon my, upon anything, my family, a restoration, but more than restoration, payback. Amen. And I'm looking for a great day when a real payback's coming. 
Now, the, of course, um, as the, we see, the Holy Ghost is our manna today, which is the Word made spirit and power. And it has sustaining strength and power in it, the divine energy for the journey, so that there won't be one feeble one among us, but all strong, committed, faithful Christians. That's what God wants in his, in his people, amen. We envision a people that are not feeble, that are not weak Christians, but strong believers in the faith that knows where they stand because they are partaking of heavenly manna. And that manna has all the vitamins and all the minerals and everything needed for the journey. In Psalm 78 and verse 23, he said, though he commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven. Isn't this wonderful? God opened the doors of heaven and rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them the corn of heaven. Man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to the full. Now, of course, that's not only promised in the Old Testament, but it's also promised in the new. So let's look over here in Revelation 2.17 where to the overcomer is also given manna. And he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said to the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna. And will give him a white stone and that stone a new name written which no man knoweth save in he that receives it. So you see, it's not just manna that falls daily, but manna that is also stored up behind the veil that only the priest could eat for he hath made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign upon the earth for you are a holy nation, a royal priesthood that we should show forth the praises of him who hath called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, as we said about types, a type can be used in many ways. In our message today, we're going to type leaving Egypt, which was leaving the law and going into grace. The gospel of grace now has taken us down a long journey through seven church ages. And, and of course, we're now here at the end of the ages, which is the Laodicean age, and and, and of course, we're, we're here on the edge now, as we type it this way this morning, of the promised land in the millennium ahead when we will enter the millennial reign and that's when the manna will cease. The Holy Ghost is the manna that we have received and it will, and will, it will cease falling and there will be no more manna. Now, if you're a student of the message, you know the promised land types the Holy Ghost and, and not the millennium. But in this case, it does. And I have many quotes where Brother Branham uses it in this way as regarded to the subject at hand. So the, the, the use of the type today will type manna as the Holy Ghost and the land that we're going to, the millennium. Amen. So now Israel has left Egypt and has journeyed through the wilderness. They are sustained by a daily outpouring of manna from heaven. They will go from Passover in Egypt to experience Passover again as soon as they enter into the promised land. The first Passover in Egypt 
and then the first Passover in the promised land. And we too, we go from Passover to Passover. Amen. There, at just before Jesus would go to Calvary, of course, you know he was the Passover lamb. And he celebrates the Passover with his disciples. And, and he says, the fruit of the vine, I won't drink it with you again until I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So Matthew 26, 26, it tells of the account of the Passover. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to his disciples and said, take it, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them and said, drink ye all of it. And, and he says, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day that I will drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So again, here again, you know, we we see Israel coming now into the promised land and the first thing they do is celebrate the Passover. And when we get home, oh, I look for the time when we get home. When we enter into the millennial reign and, and peace comes upon the earth and we enter into, into that blessed realm oh, where God has had it in his mind before the foundational world to have his kingdom here upon the earth and the great millennial reign and we long today with ancient heart thinking of the great time where we'll sit together at the Lord's Supper and drink the fruit of the vine and eat anew the food in the kingdom. Oh my, to sit at that table described as a table thousands of miles long where we look across at each other and we shake one another's hands and a little teardrop run down our cheek as we look at one another and say, here we are celebrating Celebrating what Calvary did for us. Celebrating the Lamb. Remembering, remembering what brought us into this kingdom. And the tears come down our face and here the king will come down and with his, in his white robe and walk around the table and wipe all the tears from our eyes. What a day that's going to be. Where he'll say, enter into the joys of the Lord. It's been prepared for you since the foundation of the world. Now this type represents Christ who is our Passover. And he is the bread for the Passover and the drink. Notice he is also the bread for our journey. Remember just as as they had bread for their journey. And we're on the way and we have been on the way through the wilderness from the seven church ages and now about to enter into the the great coming of the Lord and and the marriage supper of the Lamb that we just described and and then then again into the, the millennium ahead. But listen, Jesus declares himself as that bread. Look here in John 6 verse 48. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. But this is the bread which cometh down from heaven 
of man that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If a man eateth this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. As the living Father has sent me, I live by the Father. And so he that eateth me even shall live by me. And this is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. So we know what the bread is, it's eternal life. Amen, it's the very spirit of Jesus. How in the world else could you eat him? You can't eat his his literal flesh or drink his literal blood, but you can receive his life into you. And the strength of that and the strength coming from him is for the journey. Notice that this manna, it fell on the day of Pentecost when God opened up the windows of heaven. Amen. As we read there in Psalm 78 and 23, though he had commanded the clouds from heaven above and opened the doors of heaven and rained down manna from upon them to eat and given them of the corn of heaven. You see what a beautiful type this is. Because the same thing happens for the New Testament church. After you come through the Red Sea of sanctification, after you leave the Egypt of the world and you pass through the Red Sea, what happens? The heavens open. And when the heavens open, what happens? There come a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. Amen. And And the bread came down from heaven. Holy manna. The spirit of God, the night that the church has to live upon. Amen. And that Holy Ghost was poured out. Hallelujah. It's our life sustaining resource that only comes by the Holy Ghost. And as soon as uh, the apostles had crossed out uh, all the fear and the doubt and the confusion and gathered in the upper room, God gave them the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And when it fell down, it was our manna coming from God out of heaven. It came like a rushing mighty wind. And all the house that they were sitting, cloven tongues like fire set upon them. Amen. Just think about that. This is the Holy Ghost. Amen. This is the very Spirit of God coming down. And as he does, he divides each one his portion. Hallelujah. Amen. There's enough for all. There's enough for all of Israel. Nobody should have to go hungry. Nobody should have to not be filled. Amen. You can gather enough for your house. You can gather enough for your home. You can gather enough for your life. You can gather enough for your marriage. Come on. Everything. There's provisions made as he pours out his spirit. And guess what? He's going to do it for the whole journey. For he says in the last days, the last 2,000 years, covering the entire Gentile dispensation, I'm going to pour out manna. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And guess what happens? And my sons and daughters will prophesy. Amen. Come on. Amen. They will dream. The old men will dream dreams and young men will see visions because I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'll tell you, there's enough of manna for today. He hasn't run out and windows of heaven will open even this morning in this church and feel every hungry soul. Hallelujah. There's enough 
for the journey every day. Every day, every day of your Christian life. Not just one day a week, but every day. Hallelujah, sustaining strength, empowering vitamins. Hallelujah. Amen. God working miracles. As they went out testifying of the, what God had done. Oh my, but did he lay some back? Did he keep some for other generations? Peter, Peter told us in Acts 2 and 38, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of your sins, for you'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you. Can anybody bring that current to you? I can have it. You can have it. Amen, but not just me, but for our children. Aren't you glad it don't stop in your generation? Amen, aren't you glad it didn't stop in 1963 or 1977 or 19-whatever you want to say or 20-whatever? Amen, it didn't stop, but it's for your children. Amen, for your children. Evening like tabernacle for your children. Amen. Are you with me now? Amen. But not just for your children, but for them that are far off. No matter how far they strayed, how far they went away from God, how low in sin they are, how much demon powers they had abound, how long they've been in Egyptian slavery, as many as the Lord our God shall call. There's manna for me, there's manna for you, there's manna for our children, there's manna for those that are far off. Hallelujah! As many as the Lord our God shall call. Hallelujah. That means there's manna stored up even for every generation. Hallelujah. Amen, that matter, maybe it ain't falling out in the world and maybe it ain't falling out there. Maybe it ain't ever fell in your home, and it ain't, but you can come behind the veil. Hallelujah, there is manna that's been stored up for every generation. That every person, every person, then when you're born again of the Spirit of God, you become a priest. Remember, behind the veil, it was only for a priest. Only for a priest. Nobody else could go there but a priest. But when you're born again, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, called to God to be priest and king. Somebody help me preach. Amen. And then you have a right to go behind the veil and there get some of the original manna. The same thing they got on the day of Pentecost. You can have it too. You can get not just a whole mouthful, amen, but a heart full and a soul full, amen, of the same power that fell on the day of Pentecost. It can inspire you the same, set you on fire the same. Come on. It can make you so drunk on the spirit of God till you forget your past. You forget your enemies. You forget your sin. You forget everything. And there you are drunk on the spirit of God until you leave this world. 
You see, Brother Branham makes a statement about that. He said, what does it represent to all, us all when they got drunk on this new manna? Oh, you say, oh, now, wait a minute, Brother Tim. Manna, manna was coriander seed-like, and it was just bread. No, remember the bread we get has wine and bread. Come on. Amen. Now, so Brother Branham talks about this. And just to quote him, he says, the Holy Ghost gospel is nothing but one great big powerhouse of joy. And I didn't tell him to put that up there. Amen. God did. The Holy Ghost gospel is a perfect intoxication for every man that's got the blues. Hallelujah. Amen. We all get the blues. Elijah got the blues. Brother Brandon got the blues. But I tell you, if you go to eating on this, you go to drinking on this, it's the perfect intoxication where you forget your blues. All your worries, you can cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. He cares for you. Well, the doctor gave me up. The doctor said I have kidney disease. The doctor says I have cancer. The doctor said, well, the doctor said all of this and it's enough to give you the blues. But let me tell you something. I can read right here. I am the Lord God that healeth all of thy diseases. Cast all your cares on me because I care for you. I tell you, we are, we are serving a God who cares. He cares about the young. He cares about the old. He cares about the teenager and the child that they're going through. This is a God that cares about the drunk. He cares about the homosexual. He cares. He cares. He's a God that saves. He's a God that delivers. He's a God that sets free. This is a God who's not willing that any should perish. Amen. You take a drink of the gospel of Jesus Christ and be filled with the Holy Ghost, you're drunk until you leave this world. Amen. I hope I'm preaching to a bunch of drunk people this morning. Amen. I'll tell you, the Bible tells you that you're going to be drunk one way or the other. Amen. There are some that are going to be drunk on the martyrs of the saints. We got, we got evil people in this world that are drunk on the martyr of the Jews. That, that, they're drunk on it. Are you with me? We got others that are drunk on the, on the, the, on the, on the wine of the fornication of the great whore that has poured out her false doctrines to the ages and they're drunk on it. So you're going to be drunk on something. Why not be drunk on the Spirit? Why not get so filled with the Holy Ghost until you forget your blues and be filled with the joy until you leave this world? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. There's a constant stimulation. It's a constant intoxication. Drunk day and night. Amen. That's the word of God. Amen. Now, the Bible equates this with the Spirit. 
it had the same effect as wine. Now, you know, I, I know a lot of times you preach like this and you think, you know, people come across, well, you know, you're, I, I tell you what, you're, you're just not a very revelated church. You're not really revelated, you know, you, you're, you're way back behind. You're, you're Pentecostal. You better be Pentecostal or you're not saved. Amen. They, they, that's God's original way. That's the way the church starts out. That's the way church has to end. Whatever planted is what comes up. And if you got something that is being produced in your church other than Pentecost, it is not the Holy Ghost. It ain't the Word of God. Amen. Now, the, now Brother Branham, when he goes to preach the third and the fourth seal, as the mysteries of God are being broken, now, the deep mystery truths broke into the people, brought out in the scripture. Amen. And, and, and as he brings out the scripture of the black horse rider, and he goes forth to conquer with his darkness. Are you with me now? And as he does, he goes to block out the, with darkness the knowledge of the word with a, with a black horse rider. But there's something that it screams forth during that time of darkness. And it comes from the very heart of the lamb himself. And it screams out, but don't you hurt the oil and the wine. Now, how can you say you have true revelation and the oil of the Holy Spirit and the wine of revelation isn't there to stimulate the believer. Now, I, I mean, in too many message churches, it's dead, 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 dead. Amen. Now, this is supposed to be a restored bride tree, not a dead bride tree. She was eat down to a stump, remember? Amen. But this is supposed to be the restoration of the bride tree not the desecration of the bride tree. So he said in there in restoration of the bride tree, as he restored it, he says, so we look that the Antichrist, that old worm, that, uh, that old palmer worm or caterpillar, he took away the joy. Hmm. You know, David one time lost the joy of his salvation. He didn't lose his salvation, but he just lost the joy of it. And he cried, Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. There's something that we ought to be able to cry out to God today. If we're saved, Lord, just give me some more joy. Amen. So this little pommel one begin to eat that fruit of joy out. Now look here. You people make too much noise. I'm quoting. I tell you, all this crying, saying amen, and this shouting, that's nonsense. There's nothing to that. And the first thing you know, he's set in a big morgue. You know, sitting there, them all dead. Some of these embalming fluids of so-called doctrine of creeds pumped up in their veins where the Spirit of God ought to be running. Hello. Where the old church creed pumped in there, no wonder they're icy cold and dead. 
spiritual thermometer 90 degrees below zero. Yes, somebody say amen. And everybody stretched their neck around like some goose. Want to know why? Who said that? It's a shame. But when the Spirit of God ought to be joy, peace, and love, but this little old bug started eating on it, and he ate all the joy away. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a shame to say, but many of them are so ate down, thinking they got a knowledge of the message. And this knowledge of the message, you know, the letter has killed them. And there's no spirit left at all. But listen to what he said in the third seal as, as this was being broke open. Hurt not the oil of the wine. He said, when a truth of the promised word of God has been truly revealed to his saints that is filled with oil, that's the Holy Ghost, you know, they all get stimulated. Amen. Wine is a stimulation. Glory, I feel it right now. Same effect. Amen. Stimulated with shouts and joy. And when it does, it has the same effect. Oh, listen to this. The same effect upon them that wine does on the natural man. Woo. Amen. Brother, when you get this bread of heaven, amen, it is not just the bread, it's the wine that goes with it. Come on. Amen, because in this, when the manna comes down, it's, it's not just dead word, come on. It is, it is not dead letter that kills, it's the spirit that makes alive. And when it does, brother, it brings out the shouts, the hallelujahs, the glory to God. I was once lost in sin. I was once sick with cancer. I was once bound. I was once defeated, but now I'm alive in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, he says, wine is a stimulation. Glory, I feel it right now. Amen. It has the same effect upon them that wine does upon a natural man. Woo! The same effect that wine does on a natural man. Because when the revelation has been given of a truth of God and the true believer filled with oil and the revelation is revealed, the stimulation becomes so great that it makes him behave himself unnormally. That's right, glory. It may, maybe that's what's the matter with them now. That's right. It makes them behave themselves unseemly. Well, you say, well, we're a revelation people. Well, I'll tell you what, I can tell a lot of people, whatever you're preaching, it's a dud. There ain't no zip to it. The life is all gone out of it. It don't bring any stimulation, come on. It don't have the same effect on you that wine does. Amen. Why the wine of the Holy Ghost will make you forget all your problems? It'll make you love everybody. It'll make you shout. It'll take away the blues. It'll cause you to put your head up high and know you can whip every devil. Know that you're more than a conqueror. Know that you are an overcomer. Know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Know who you are. Know that you're called. Know that you're ordained. Know that you have, hallelujah, been set free by the glory of God. And it'll make you shout. And it'll make you behave yourself unnormally. 
Oh, yeah. Well, we believe the prophet, Brother Tim, but you don't believe this. It's evidenced by your behavior. You never had a drink. You never got drunk on the spirit. You never tasted the new wine. Now, he said, if you want to just, if you want scripture for this, Brother Branham, just want scripture, just start reading Acts 2. Well, what did they have? They had the promise that had been given. When all the promise of the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them, it was scripturally vindicated. Amen. What happened? It made themselves behave unseemly. They were drunk on new wine. Come on. Amen. They came out with a testimony. They came out on fire. They were not lukewarm and cold and formal. I'll tell you what, if your church ain't patterned after Acts 2, it's a dead, dead, dead church. Amen. Now, the Bible said in Ephesians 5.18, and here he equates it. He equates it, the Spirit of God with being drunk on wine. Watch what he said. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. Now, he's making a comparison. But be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Be filled with the Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine, which is excess but be filled with the Spirit. So he equates the coming of the Spirit with being drunk on wine. Amen. It's a perfect intoxication for anybody that's got the booze. Amen. Oh my, when you come, when you come into the presence of God, you'll forget all your troubles. Amen. You'll even love your enemies. You make you love everybody. It takes all the odd out of your heart. Come on. It causes you to worship and behave yourself unseemly. Woo. They get stimulated by revelation. You can tell, you know, a lot of people's what they call revelation ain't got no life in it. There's no zip in it. Now, I'll just quote Brother Branham. Be not drunk or drunk upon strong drink, but be drunk on the spirit. Hallelujah. That's what we need today is an old-fashioned drunken baptism of the Holy Ghost that burns out sin, double cure, and old-time backwoods, sky blue, sin-killing religion. Woo! Amen. Oh, my. Some of us just really need to get, as he called it, south drunk. Amen. So you forget all your troubles. Till you forget who's who's and what's what's and whatever else. Amen. Until God becomes so great in your life and the devil becomes so little. Amen. That you're drunk on that new wine. Come on. It's like, it's like the mouse that was always chased around by a cat. Always chased around, 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 around. One day he got up, he got up there. There was a party going on. He got up on the edge of a glass and he fell down in the wine. Well, the only way he was going to get out of it was drink. And after a while, he drags himself out and he says, Out, where's that cat? (laughs) Amen. I tell you, when you get the Holy Ghost, when you get the power of God in your life, the devil won't 
you, you go looking for the devil and say it's time. It's time for you to flee because we submit ourselves to God. We resist the devil and he flees from us. You have a people that start believing they can defeat cancer, they can defeat homosexual spirits, they can defeat adultery. Our kids don't have to live in fornication, they don't have to live in sin and darkness. Amen. Because we got the power that can defeat any devil, any sin. Amen. And bring an obedience to the foot of the cross. They got full of new wine. These bunch of scared men and women hiding up in the upper room. Are you with me? Scared of the Jews. Jesus had been crucified. Up there arguing over who should be the next leader and the next apostle and who can we set in here and there and all their other formalities. And I don't know how you got 120 Jews in one mind and one accord, but 120 people got in one mind and one accord. They wasn't voting on the bishop. Now they wasn't voting on the next apostle. Now they wasn't, it wasn't church politics. Now I wasn't worried about who's giving the most money in the plate. Come on. Now what it was, what, what was it? They got in one mind and one accord. Oh yeah, if they'd have been here, maybe some of them would have been Democrats. Some of them would have been publicans, big sinners. They might have been in this political field or that, some Pharisees and some Sadducees. You know, some were pretty fair. They believed in the resurrection, some didn't. They were sad, you see. You'll get that tomorrow, some of you bonds. But nevertheless, here they're gathered together. How you get one, a bunch of Jews in one mind and one accord, I don't know. Who's got the most money in their pocket? You know, well, they always let this and say the most because he, he pays them the biggest in the plate. But they got 120 in one mind and one accord. You know what it was? God, we want your fulfillment of your word. We want your word fulfilled. You said in the last days you would pour out your spirit. Pour it out, Lord. We want that spirit. And 120 of them got drunk of the Holy Ghost and come staggering out of the upper room speaking in other languages. Everyone, I'm praising God. Amen. The Bible said, be not drunk on strong drink, which is excess, but be drunk on the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. God, the Spirit of God makes you so drunk, you forget your enemies. And you begin, to, everybody's in love with you. Amen. You don't care who, about who's standing around you. You, you know, you're the biggest man in the country right then. I, I don't care. Listen, Brother Brandon would say it this way. I don't care if your neighbor sitting next to you went to some dignified church. Just let the Holy Ghost get on you one time. See what takes place. Get right. Get real good. South drunk. And you'll see what takes place. Amen. Well, I don't know, but I guess that's pretty imbibed or imbibed or whatever you call it. I ain't never been drunk like that. Thank God I was, you know, God kept me from those kind of things. But maybe you have. But nevertheless, when God comes, 
Amen. You get on, you get on an intoxication you never get off of. Amen. You get up filled with the Spirit. Drunk on new wine, amen. You, you say, sister, I got it. You want it too. Yes, sir. Something to take place. You know, the mother of Jesus was in that upper room too. Yeah, we have some of these lying, backslidden preachers today that want to take the power of the new birth away and say, well, now we just received the Holy Ghost like Mary did. You know, without sensation, without any feeling, without n- nothing. You know, that, that lie was promoted by a backslidden preacher who now denies the message. Mary didn't get a sensation when she was conceived in pregnancy, of course. But, when, but, but I tell you what, there in the upper room, she got drunk too, just like the others did. Amen. They got, got them something they call, must be some kind of new wine. I wonder if your religion has ever brought you to that place where you forget, amen, where you forget who you are and who's who's and what's what and all the other things. And Jesus becomes the main thing in your life. Come on. And you're in love with your enemies and you hate sin and you love God. Amen. So drunk on the spirit. Hallelujah. For you just believe anything God says. Oh, hallelujah. I, I, tell you, I hope we can pass the new wine out this morning. The Holy Ghost. Amen. You forget how bad cancer is and remember how good God is. You forget about how, how evil sins are and what they can do to you. And remember, there's a God who forgives all iniquities. Amen. Now, if God... Uh, Brother Brandon said this. He said, let me tell you right now, Virgin Mary and all of them was, was among them. And if God wouldn't respect the Holy Virgin Mary to get into heaven any other ways besides receive the Holy Ghost, woman, what about you? That's right. You'll have to pay the same price, get the same experience, have the same thing that they had back there at the beginning. Yes, sir, they got all so drunk of new wine. Listen, some of your sisters, do you know that the Blessed Virgin Mary was in that? Now, she had to go up there. The mother of Jesus had to go up there and be included in that bunch of people so drunk on the spirit till she staggered like she was drunk on whiskey or something. And you think you're going to get to heaven by slipping over to the church, putting your songbook under your arm and walking every Sunday morning and the bells toll and sitting and listen to some of the, and walk back, you'll never do it. You'll have to come that same route because that's the only route God ever laid down and ever has. You'll walk it or you won't be there. I'm not your judge, but I'm preaching the gospel. That's exactly the truth. The blessed virgin was right there, acted just as idiotic as the rest of them did, just as drunk as the rest of them. These men and women, every one of them was full of new wine. If God ever changed that program, put your finger on the scripture for me. It isn't there. No, sir. It was plumbed to the end of the age that way, plumbed right to the end of the Bible, and it will be the same thing until Jesus comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe we can have a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit right now this morning. His promises are just real today. 
Amen. The Bible said God rained bread out of heaven. Well, Acts 2 said he rained the Holy Ghost, which is a heavenly manna out of heaven. And of course, when it rained down, Moses instructed Aaron, said, now listen, what I want you boys to do, I want you to go out there and I want you to get some omers full of this manna. And, you know, and, and I want you to take it into the holiest of holies and, because there, under the Shekinah glory, it won't deteriorate. If it's kept in the holy place, so what's it for? That all down through your generation that every priest that's ordained to be a priest that comes into the holy place, that you can go in there with these omers and pick up some of that original manna and come out and lay it on his tongue, let him have a taste because he's a priest and now he's come behind the veil and he will have a taste of the original manna at the beginning. Isn't that amazing? God stored it out that every generation could have the same taste of the same Holy Ghost that was poured out on the day of Pentecost. Amen. And he said, what's, what's that got to do with Pentecost? Oh, when they were all eating good with that good manna and screaming and shouting and carrying on like that, like a bunch of drunk people, watch somebody said, what can we do? And Peter said, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Father promises to you, to you, to you, to you, to you, to you, to them that are far off, no matter how far you strayed. Amen. As many as the Lord our God shall call. And every man that meets God's condition becomes a priest is to come behind the veil, separate himself from the world, receive not just a mouthful but a heartful of the original manna that fell on the day of Pentecost. Not something that looks like it, but the real thing. Amen. How long is it going to last? Until Jesus comes. The manna lasted until they hit the other land and got some of the old corn. Amen. Notice, it's a perfect type of our feeding today. That manna has never ceased. Well, we don't let it happen in our church. It's never ceased. Well, our denomination don't have it. It never ceases. Well, in our church, we don't believe that. It never ceases. God is going to have somebody, some real spiritual Israelites, come on, where the manna will fall. Oh, God, I say let it fall today in this service. Let the Holy Ghost get poured out like it happened in the upper room. We're not in the upper room, but I tell you, we're here in the last days at the top of the pyramid. We're right here before the coming of the Lord, and we can still eat of the original manna, the original Holy Ghost. They went out there screaming and acting like drunk men, dancing, staggering, screaming, and slobbering and everything else, and they thought they were drunk. I said they thought they were drunk. When's your church hit? Hey, you know, people actually thought you were drunk. Amen. They thought they were drunk. Hello. And they said, must be some kind of new wine. Because we ain't never seen anybody drunk quite like this. Must be some kind of new wine. And they were actually mocking, calling new wine. And he says, you know, these men are not drunk like you're supposing. See, and this is the third hour of the day, but this is that which the prophet Joel spoke of 
Uh, you know, in the last days, hallelujah, the last 2,000 years, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and my sons and daughters shall prophesy. They will speak with new tongues. Amen. Oh, no, I know. We're, we're grown up today. We don't believe that. Some of you, some people have never heard speaking in tongues. Some of them have never experienced it. You can have it. You let some backslidden preacher keep you from it. Amen. But you can have it. You can have it just exactly like they had on the day of Pentecost. The original manna is still falling. Come on, somebody. Amen. Well, Brother Tim, I'm afraid I'll just get it on my spirit. Well, I'll tell you what. If you don't get it on your spirit first, it'll never get in your soul. So you might as well go ahead and get it on your spirit so it can get saturated right down your soul. Well, Brother Tim, I know some of them young people, they just got, you know, with the spirit of God and and there they were acting like drunk people and then they went back and said, yeah, they just got it on the spirit. Get a little deeper, boys. Let it come on a little deeper. Let it come down in the soul, down on the inside of the inside. Amen. And you'll never want darkness and sin again. It'll put a new desire in your heart. You'll have a longing for Jesus. How long was this manna to last? Remember, he said, repent, every one of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is to you and to your children and to them that's far off. I don't care for how far in sin you went. Come on. He can pardon the vilest sinner. You say, well, I, I've been a pervert. I've been a homosexual. I've experienced. I don't care what you've been. This blood can wash you white as snow. Amen. You say, well, I've been in porn and I've been in sex sins and I've been in porn again. I don't care what it is. This blood, this blood has the power to change a life and make a real son or daughter of God out of you. Promises unto you, and to 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 your children, and to them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Well, that's not for today. Well, watch. That man has to carry the Holy Ghost church down through the age till Jesus comes. Hallelujah, how long was it to last? He said, he said well, you teachers who don't know your Bible, he said, Peter said, when they begin to stagger and scream, the outside ecclesiastical full gospel phenomenal fanatic world come up to him and said, these men are drunk. Some kind of new wine. We ain't never seen people quite like this. New wine. This is a different wine than what we've ever seen. You know, the other, other wine will make you immoral. It'll cause you to spend all your money. It'll cause you to, to leave your family in rags and poverty. Come on. Amen. But let me tell you, this new wine will make a real son of God out of you. And guess what? You won't just be drunk one day. You'll be drunk till you leave the world. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Intoxicated. Always wanting another drink. Amen. Oh, my. Ain't no alcohol anonymous in this. Amen. No, just take all you want. It ain't going to hurt you, but for sin, it's a double cure. Hallelujah. It'll take unbelief out of your life. It'll put a faith down in the gable end of your soul that you'll believe God's word. The blessed Virgin Mary, they call her, was among them. And to quote God's prophet, if God wouldn't even let the mother of God, the son of God, the mother of God, the son. No, we know she wasn't the mother of God. She's just incubator. But anyway, that's what they call her. Couldn't let her come into the kingdom until she got so full of the Holy Ghost that she acted like a drunk woman. How are you going to get there with anything less? What's going to be? Think of it yourself. Mary, Mary was, uh, was in there. The very mother of Christ had to go through Pentecost and stay there in the uh, city of Jerusalem until she was so full of the Holy Ghost till she staggered like she was drunk. I tell you, I think it'd be good to have a good drinking party this morning. Amen. On the wine of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We're not going to run out. No, we got a pot full of it. It'll be not for our generation alone, but for every generation to have a taste. Amen. It'll be for your children, for your children's children, to them that are fall. As many today as it wants the Holy Ghost, they get the same opportunity. They won't receive something that looks like the Holy Ghost, but they'll get a mouthful and a heartful of the original manna that fell on the day of Pentecost. God's laid it up for every generation, hallelujah. And it brings the same results. Are you with me? It brings the same results. Oh, we just got it when we believed the word. You Baptists, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? After they believed, they they were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Sure, you got to believe. That's what you can do. But then God comes and circumcises the heart cleanses the sin, comes and dwells in. And he said, they won't receive something that looks like the Holy Ghost. They got a mouthful and a heart full of the original manna that fell on the day of Pentecost. God's got it laid up for every generation. Hallelujah. Amen. And it brings the same results. Staggered like a drunk man, filled with the Spirit and signs and wonders. And he said, I feel religious. Amen. That ought to make any of us feel religious. Amen. What was it? It was a type of the Holy Ghost. When the church started out on its journey 2,000 years ago to the millennium, God's, God promised to supply all our needs. He said, it's for you. It's for your children. It's for them that are far off. Amen. He said, well, Peter didn't know there would be 2,000 years, but God did. And as many as are far off, Amen. As many as the Lord our God shall call. And if God is still calling, amen, he's still pouring out his spirit. Amen. Every man or woman that comes into this divine Holy Ghost priesthood has a right to a genuine heart full of the original back 
baptism of the Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost, the same sign, the same power, the same demonstration, same feeling, same action, glory, not something that looks like it, but the original. Oh, aren't you glad you can say you're one of them? Amen. Let's turn to Exodus 16, 19. And Moses said, let no man leave it till the morning. Notwithstanding, they listened not or hearkened not to Moses, but some of them left some of it till the morning. And it bred worms and stank. And Moses was wroth with them. Now, God says there on the journey, don't pick up too much, just what you can use today. Hello? And, And let me just tell you how the prophet looked at that. Don't try to go to church one day and get enough religion to last you the next year. It won't last. Amen. That, that kept over, got, that was kept over, got wiggle tails in it. You ain't been to church in a while, you got wiggle tails in your experience. Oh, I'm Holy Ghost filled. Oh, I ate the manna. Yeah, it's got worms and it stinks. Your religion stinks. Amen. One thing, to, one thing a true religion will do will bring you to the house of God to worship with other believers. Oh, yeah, oh, Brother Jim, that hurt. I hope it does. I hope it kicked the devil right out of your life and made you realize I need Jesus. Amen. Don't try to go to church one day and get enough religion till next year. You know, Brother Branham talked about him. He said a lot of the pastors will have to get up at Easter and say Merry Christmas because you won't see them till Christmas time, you know, every little celebration deal, then they come. You're not to be Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, denominational believers, come on. You need enough God in you that brings you to the house of God. You get God in your life, you'll wanna come to the house of God. You won't wanna miss a service because when you do, you miss Jesus because you know he's gonna be in church. Jesus will never miss a service. Don't try to get enough religion one day, you know, to last you till next year. We skip over, got wiggle tails. We ain't seen you for a while. Well, I tell you, you need some fresh manna. But get enough of it this time down in there that you get a real good taste for it till you want to come back again and again and again. Amen. That's what's the matter with a lot of our churches today. You got wiggle tails trying to go on an experience you had years ago. That's why I believe in a fresh and up-to-date experience. That's why I believe in having communion with Christ. And that it's not, you know, just a wafer and wine that we take. That's a symbol, sim- symbology of, of what we're supposed to be doing daily, taking in the Spirit of God. A fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I know there's many of you that are sitting right here cold in your spirit. You need a fresh anointing. You need a freshness of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the manna never ceased from the day, from that day till they entered the promised land. And the Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost will never cease falling on the church till the millennium comes. Jesus comes in power, the old corn again. 
oh, well, oh, Brother Tim, I tell you what, you know, we, we're, we're hearing the word today. We're here in the, in the word today. The manna will never quit falling. The same Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost will never cease falling on the church till the millennium comes. Well, I don't know about you, but last time I checked, we're not in the millennium. I know there's been some kooks that have preached we're already in the millennium. They're idiots. Sorry. Just good southern language. They're idiots. If this is a millennium, I'm disappointed in it. Amen. This is no millennium. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, we do. We do. When we receive the Holy Ghost, we do enter into our Sabbath rest. But friends, we're right here in the, in the in this horrible age of Laodicea. There's no millennium yet. And we need, in this time, a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. We ought to expect it every service. Actually, we can have it every day. And we're not just Christians on Sunday and Wednesday. We're Christians every day of the week. Amen. And should expect a new anointing, a fresh anointing. The windows of heaven just to open up. Amen, and let him pour down. But you know, today we've changed it. We just want it too classy. We'll just shake hands, join the church, say, I believe the message. You know, might as well be sprinkled or baptized or something. They're afraid of the new birth. Brother Branham told it about his own church. He said, I'm afraid Branham Tabernacle's afraid of the new birth. He said, well, you know, we know what a birth is. He said, I don't care what it is or where whereabouts, it's a mess. If a baby is born on a shuck pile or on a hard floor or a pink decorated hospital room, it's a mess anyway. A calf and a birth of a calf or birth of anything is a mess. And a new birth is nothing less than a mess. But people get so starchy, we'll go over where they shake hands. We'll go over where they don't bawl and cry and beat on the altar and cry out. He said, you want to be too human. I'll tell you, being too human is what got you into trouble you're in. Amen. God wants a new birth on the inside where you're born, not another human, but a son or daughter of God filled with the Spirit. Why? He said, don't be drunk on wine, which is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So he equates being filled with the Spirit as drunk on wine. Hallelujah. You live a different life. It'll make you forget all. Listen, Brother Branham said, it's the perfect intoxication for anyone who's got the blues. Hallelujah. Just get drunk on the Holy Ghost. It'll take all them worries away. Amen. You know, you can take an old seed potato. You know, you, you put it out in the ground, but that old potato's got to rot before it can give life. I mean, you can take corn, you can put this beautiful grain of corn down, but it's got to rot and decay for life to come out of it. Come on, a corn can't produce a new life until it rots away. Amen, and you can't produce a new birth until your intellectual and your own dead self is rotten and dead and you die out on the altar and scream and get all messed up. 
to a place that the starch gets out of your collar. Amen, and you're born again by the Spirit. Listen to your prophet. I don't care if you squall, speak in tongues, jump up and down, flop like a chicken with his head off. You're bringing forth new life, but we substituted something for it, something classical, a classy way. That's why Brother Branham preached a new birth is a mess. Mm-hmm. It'll mess up your drinking. It'll mess up your hobbies. It'll mess up your social life. Amen. It'll even mess up your your dating. Come on. It'll mess up. It'll mess up everything of sin. Come on. Amen. But it'll make a new new creature out of you. It'll give you a love for the things of God and the things that you used to love. You'll hate and the things you used to hate. You love. You pass from death into life. Now you know here they. Crossed over Jordan, which means separation from this earthly journey. The manna, which was a spiritual thing, it ceased. And they ate the old corn. They ate the fruit of the land again. And in the millennium, see, we're eating spiritual manna now, but we won't need spiritual manna in that time. We'll eat the fruit of the vine again and the field of the field of corn. The Bible said we'll build houses and we'll inhabit it. We'll plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. When we come to the millennium, that thousand years of rest, when there be wars and troubles and sickness and death, we'll flee from the world. We'll return on this earth and be with Christ a thousand years right here before we go to glory. Amen. Amen. So you see, there again, you know, there again, we're looking for the time when the manna will cease. When is it going to cease? When will God quit pouring out his spirit? It'll be in the millennial reign. Amen. Amen. Right now is the day of salvation. Right now is the time he's pouring out his spirit. Right now, right now, he is taking and making new creatures out of us to live in that place. Amen. Now, so you see, there, there they, that manna will never cease to fall until the millennium. The same manna fell constantly every day, of course, except Saturday and the, the seventh day, every day the same until they went to the millennium, the type, over into the promised land. And that's where all the Hebrew prophets through the years have looked toward for the millennium. And the same Holy Ghost, which is a type that fell on the day of Pentecost, will continue the same until the millennium set in. Men will still have the Holy Ghost and the same things will take place all the way through, that's right, until the millennium age. Well, as far as I know, and last time I checked, this is still not the millennium. So the Holy Ghost is still falling. And until the last member is brought in the body. Are you with me? The Holy Ghost is going to fall. Amen. May it fall today. Amen. May it come like an upper room experience. We don't need them, Brother Tim. Oh, well, how worse than you think. Amen. You need the same experience that they had or you won't be there. Only those that are born again of Jesus will be there with Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
When they entered that land, the, the manna ceased to fall. A beautiful type is the Holy Spirit falling today, which is the manna from heaven. The day we enter the millennium, Christ, the son of David, will sit on David's throne. Amen. Won't need any Holy Spirit there because Christ will be there himself in a body form as King Jesus. Then all the nation is going to beat their plowshares and their, or their pruning and, and, uh, and the pruning hooks and swords in the plowshares and the war is over then. Going to have some rest around here. The whole world's going to rejoice and the jubilee will come. Hallelujah. What a day we're looking forward. Amen. We're looking for a time, friend, where, where that we, we will come into that millennial reign. But friends... Sad to say, this is not the millennium. Sad to say, this is not the millennium yet. We are still on the journey. And for the journey, we have to have manna. We've got to have the spirit falling. We've got to have the Holy Ghost. We've got to have the wafers that taste like honey. Hallelujah. We've got to have the spirit without measure. Pour it out. Amen. Everybody in the New Testament then becomes a New Testament priest. Born again of the Spirit, you become a priest to God and you, you give the sacrifice of your lips, give and praise his name. You say, well, I don't feel like it. You do it anyhow. Come on, we shouldn't have to come to church and say, all right, everybody praise the Lord. Everybody raise their hands. Everybody participate. Come on, let's all get in. You know, we shouldn't have to do that. Come on. Amen. But we should come to and come and get as a priest. Amen. As a priest, give the sacrifice of our lips. When's the last time a good old amen or hallelujah come out of your lips and you sacrifice? Some praise, and everybody knew around you the blood was flowing. Amen. Come on, that's what you do as a priest. There, you take, and and the blood has got to flow. The life of the sacrifice gets all over you. It spurts out, and the next thing you know, you're covered from head to toe with the blood. Oh, I say, Jesus, cover me with the blood. Let me get enough of this, of this word, Lord, that it's open to me until the blood just flows. The life, the Holy Spirit flows all over me. Amen. And it flow from the back row all the way to the front, to the back over there, all the way through the building, everywhere. That everybody participates in the same thing, giving praise to God, the sacrifice of their lips. Hallelujah. Oh, that this church would just get a good old sass drunk of the Holy Ghost. That they get so drunk, they forget their problem. They forget how big the devil is and realize how big God is. They forget about sickness and realize we got a healer in our midst. They forget about their, their poverty and realize we got one who has made us rich. That they would get so lost in God until they forget even what their name is and know the name of Jesus is the name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and ever come to death. gives a sacrifice of praise. Amen. So I don't 
don't feel I can do it anyhow. Amen. He's worthy of our praise. Well, I tell you, I tell you, I, I just, I think that would be out of order. I tell you, get out of order one long enough to get saved one time. Well, you say, I don't feel like it. Amen. A priest is here to make a sacrifice. Give a sacrifice of praise to his name. I don't feel like it. Say hallelujah anyhow. Say praise the Lord anyhow. Rejoice evermore. Give thanks unto God for he is worthy. say, well, I don't feel like it. I'm just too tired. The prophet said the devil will tell you that till he takes you to hell. You're to make a spiritual sacrifice. The fruits of your lips. Give and praise to his name. Come on, musicians. Let's worship God. Amen. Everybody together. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're a priest. You can have the original manna. Reach down and get a handful of it this morning. Eat until you're full, until you're overflowing, until it's joy unspeakable and full of glory, till it takes away your blues, till it takes away your worries, until you're in love with Jesus all over again and you love one another. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Oh, that a people might praise his name. Oh, hallelujah. As they were in one mind and one accord. They weren't worried about who won the sheriff race. They weren't worried about who's going to be the next president. They weren't worried about all the other problems that's going on in the world. They wanted one thing, let me get in the presence of Jesus. One mind and one accord. He's for you. Let me tell you the promise. This promise is for you. For you. Somebody say me. It's a promise for me. For my children. For my children. How many children? How many parents could say that? Just my children. To them that are far off. I don't care how far you stray. Amen. As many. How many, Lord? As many as the Lord our God shall call. And if he's calling, he's there to answer that call. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Have you tasted to see that he's good? That his mercy endures forever. Don't you want to get another heart full of it this morning? Not just a mouthful, but a heart full. If you get in love with Jesus, you forget all your doubts, all your worries, and you just give praise to his name. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you something about a good drunk he loves everybody gets to loving everybody it just overflows you get drunk on the spirit 
Be not filled with wine, the Bible said, which is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. When's the last time you got so drunk on the Spirit? You just forgot all your troubles. You forgot it. You began to doubt your doubts. You begin to claim your promise. Say, Lord, the promise for me is for my children. Hallelujah. I don't care how far off they are, how far they strayed, or how bad it's in they are. It's for them. As many as the Lord our God shall call. I say call them, Lord. Last call. Last call. Rapture time. Last age. Last day. If he's calling you today, come. Let him that thirst come. Drink of the water of life freely. It's not close to anybody. Maybe you want to find a place at the altar. If he's calling you, touching your heart today. He's for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Played on the on the preachers long enough. It's time to be filled with the Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah! 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 That's right. Take a surrender. Set the violence set Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah.
need your touch Find my dry and broken places Thirsty for oh, your love Lord, forgive me If I've wandered far away from you You are all I ever
feel the pull. I feel. Oh yes, I do, Lord. I hear the call, and I know His Spirit. It's moving me.
thanksgiving unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujahs. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. An anointing that breaks the yoke. Hallelujah. Salvation power able to save. Amen. Able a healing power able to heal. We got so much to be thankful for. 
Hallelujah. You got so much to glorify the Lamb of God for. Oh, we praise you, God. Hallelujah. Blessed be, blessed be. Amen. Let your people proclaim you are holy. Is he blessed today? Is his name worthy to be praised? Hallelujah. Amen. No. You're, you, O oh Lord, are a strong and mighty tower. Yeah. Amen. You, O oh Lord, are a strong and mighty tower. I'm saying. 